0: Verbally Effective, episode 23, your double Esco, And with me today is the beautiful Troy Washington from WREG News. Hey, Troy. Hey, E. How you doing? Happy to be here. I know you had a long day.
1: Oh, I'm happy to be in the air.
0: I know you are. <laughs> We're going to unpack that long day with the Kardashians very shortly. But before we get into that, um... What a lot of the listeners don't know is that you're actually from Texas. We're both some Texas Texas girls. Texas girl. Yes. You're from El Campo, Texas. Small town.
1: Small, like, what's the
0: population in El Campo?
1: I think it's just a little bit more than 10,000. So, yeah, we're pretty small. I grew up, I definitely had horses in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, My horse just passed away, like, last year. I had her since I was in fifth grade.
0: Oh, so was know all about
1: trail rides. The oh, yeah. The deal. rodeos. Yes. Yeah, we did. And some of my uncles still do um, roping. Mm-hmm. Uh, no bull riding. But my grandpa has a wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad still does the horses. They break horses, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does the tractors. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to drive on a four by four, like Look a big you. black truck in and the country. Do you miss the country life? Oh, I wouldn't go back to live, but I'm glad that I grew up as a country girl. I feel like you can go anywhere from there. Like it's easy to learn the ways of the city, but you know, just kind of coming from the country, you're ready for anything. When I go to New York, when I go to Cali, I can fit in. So I mean you can kind of relate to that. I definitely relate to that. Big money, Texas. Big money, big money, (laughs) BMT,
0: baby. Now, we kind of started chatting on social media, on Instagram. I remember when you first started on WREG, which is my favorite news station. Nothing against the Shout other stations. Shout out to the Shout out to Channel Team Three Team threes. You know, but I remember when you first started and what stood out to me was, first of all, your name, Troy Washington, and how distinct your voice was. I was like, who is this girl?
1: I like her. I like her. Give me the facts, Troy Washington. So do you like it at WREG? I love it. I mean, my coworkers they're definitely my family, um, even though my neighbor. So the girl that sits next to me, stacy shout out to Stacy Jacobson. That's one of my <laughs> close friends. We live right across the street from each other. And like we became really great friends because of our work connection. And I think in news, you move around so much that the people that you work with, they really become your family. Mm-hmm. Like you can text your boss and be like, OK, hey, this is what's going on. But you need that, especially Mm -hmm. in a city where you're not from here. Like, this is my first time being in Tennessee the last two years. (laughs) So you've been here two
0: years? Two years in August. Okay, two years in August. So
1: I know Memphis can be quite a... Different, I like Memphis. Different place. When I came here they tried <laughs> to show me all the great places and I said no I need y'all mm-hmm. to take me to the character of the city. Right. I want to go. They Let me tell you what they actually told me. They told me to stay away from the places that had like that were named after states like the streets. Mm-hmm. Those on uh, the hood. Right. <laughs> Ain't nothing right wrong with the hood? But I wanted to go to those neighborhoods. I feel like your Orange Mountains I feel like mm-hmm. you know your Raleigh's. That, that's what makes up a city and that's where a lot of the character is. And to be honest I'm from a small town. I didn't come from, you know, just the best myself. Mm-hmm. So how can I sleep on those types of people? If that's what made me.
0: Definitely. So. I'm glad you got an open mind to the city. Um, I've been here uh, since 95. So I definitely had to learn about those parts. <laughs> <laughs> As you mentioned, Riley and Mound, But I love them. I got a best friend that live in North Memphis in Hyde Park. So I definitely know all about No, that. I
1: love going to the Mound. Yeah. I love Frazier. I love... I love all the communities Mm -hmm. here, honestly. And, I, I do feel like they love me back.
0: <laughs> I think they do. It, it looks like uh, when you do your stories, the people really open up to you and interact with you well. So another thing we have in common, we both graduated from a HBCU. You graduated from Prairie View A&M. P-V. P-V, you P-V baby. <laughs> I have so many friends that went to Prairie View, but they did a
1: lot of partying. Did you party a lot at Prairie View? Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. So coming from El Campo, the story that we heard about the hill, a.k.a. Prairie View, Everybody that went there did not graduate. So f- coming from my hometown, I knew that in the back of my head, and so I did not go to parties. I went to like two or three parties mm-hmm. my entire career. Mm-hmm. I was on an academic scholarship, mm-hmm. and so I was com- I was so scared to fail. <laughs> I, understand.
0: I totally understand <laughs> that
1: I didn't want a chance. I think I went to like one phone party and one Kappa party, the Halloween mm-hmm. party. And he like, "Oh, it's okay." I was determined to <laughs> not be the person from back home that did, had to come back home from the hill because that happened every mm-hmm. time. And you mm-hmm. heard the stories, oh, don't go to Prairie View. you It's just a party, party school. Party You're not going to make it. But you got to be
0: focused. So I see you were focused.
1: <laughs> I was kind of a nerd. I was yeah. kind of a nerd. But I think it all paid off, and I have a great time now. Now mm-hmm. I can get to the parties and everything like that.
0: Yeah. I think what helped me stay focused at Limo 101 College was I was on – an academic and athletic Same here, yeah, yeah. So, you know, NCAA regulations. It keeps you focused. Keep Did you, you focused. get the clearinghouse check? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I missed that. You know what? I mean, my coach wasn't playing either. You know, she wanted all of us to be on top of our studies and everything. And um, after the first couple of years, I wanted to pledge. I'm, I'm an AKA, so okay. I left the sports alone, but I was on a full academic. So I had to keep my GPA at a 3.7, so... Was there four years graduated, honey? Don't (laughs) play. You were not (laughs) playing. I was focused. No games.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No games. But I did get my party in, though.
0: I didn't get my party in. You know what?
1: I caught up on my partying, though. I Mm -hmm. definitely get my partying in now, and I get my traveling in. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that now. and get. I was just Mm -hmm. so afraid. But Mm -hmm. that was just, literally, listen, Mm -hmm. there were some horror stories from my hometown. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not going up there and be in a small town country girl who goes here and then i'm back mm-hmm. right because i couldn't go home to my mama i said no when i left at 18 i was like focus, focus. <laughs> now did you I'm get your whole
0: hbcu experience
1: i did think? i did i did miss prairie view i did all of the pageants mm-hmm. um i went to our um, when we played in alabama remember the championship i think that was 2009 because everybody teased us because we hadn't won football games in a while, but we winning mm-hmm. now. Yeah, they winning now. <laughs> they winning now. But no, I got the, I got the best experience, and all my best friends um went to Prairie View. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, my best friend Sierra met her like the second day of school, mm-hmm. um, and now that's my best friend. I'm, you know, her children. That, those are my godchildren, and we've been there for each other through everything. I met. You know, my guy best friends there, and they were pledging. They ended up, um, one became a kappa, one became an alpha. Mm-hmm. And so uh, feeding choices. them through that process. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, they needed some help along the way,
1: huh? Uh, yeah. With so, their jeans
0: and white t-shirts.
1: Yeah, so my dorm, <laughs> I used to make jambalaya and everything. They would okay. know to come by and eat. So I got the same experience. I was really involved in SGA, mm-hmm. um, softball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's an experience that I think – I used to tell you, if you can make it at HBCU, you can make it anywhere. Right. When you perform on stage, if you get on a stage right. and do well at HBCU,
0: <laughs> you're going places in life. <laughs> that is true. And, and, you know, there's only the one here in Memphis and your next one's your TSUs and, you know, the surrounding areas. But we were all kind of close knit because we were so close to uh, together uh, vicinity
1: wise. But we had a good time in college. Did you study broadcasting at Prairie View? <laughs> I started out in nursing okay and then i well my mom wanted me to become a nurse she said all your aunties those are nurses it's a great career i got to school and changed my major the first day as soon as i saw the math involved really i said nah i can't do this and i was stuck in the nursing dorm but i became a mass media communication minor in psychology but i told my mom like after the first semester i was like look i'm doing well i'm doing good so now she believes me at first they were a little worried about me going like into something with arts. You yeah. know, it doesn't seem as consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma used to tell me, I'm going to be on TV. She's like, oh, girl, hush. Mm-hmm. That seems far-fetched for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my um, family had ever done anything like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of my family, they were educators or nurses. Mm-hmm. So now they believe me. You went them over. <laughs>
0: you did that. You did that. so when you graduated Prairie View, did you have like a big-time job in the news or you had to work your way up?
1: Oh, girl, I applied to 300 jobs. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't get a job on air right away. Mm -hmm. I started out as a producer in Albany, Georgia. That's where uh, Ray Charles was born. Mm -hmm. So it's a small city. I didn't know anybody there. My mom, everybody was worried because I just packed up my Mazda and just moved there. I didn't have a bed for like the first few months. Mm Mm-hmm. Excuse me, guys. My voice is a little raspy today, but <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have a bed for the first few months because that was my probationary period. And I didn't know how it was going to go because I had never produced before. Mm-hmm. But I felt like if I took the opportunity, I could learn. So I really took home the scripts and I shadowed everybody and I I worked at it and then I started working towards reporting, and I came in every single day, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was like, "Tell them check out my mixtape, check out my mixtape." <laughs> Cause I felt like a rapper, <laughs> like trying to get my opportunity. You Seriously, persistent. yes. And so finally, someone called in sick, mm-hmm. and they said, "You know what? Just tell her to fill in." I filled in. They didn't cut me any slack. They did not go easy on me. Mm-hmm. It went pretty okay. I won't say well, but it went okay. Mm-hmm. Good enough for me to um, earn the position mm-hmm. of reporting full-time. I did four or five months there and then transferred with a recommendation to what our sister it? station as a full-time nightside reporter. Then from there became the weekend anchor mm-hmm. and then from there transferred to Memphis. So Memphis. It was a lot of grinding mm-hmm. and I think my mom at one point wanted me off her couch, but Hey, you had to do what you had to do. <laughs> it worked out, so I think that she she knows now that mm-hmm. I wasn't just, you know, I was grinding, yeah, and I did what I had to do, and I was willing to sacrifice seventeen hours away from home, starting out right out of college, yeah. but it was worth it.
0: It is, it is. Now, what do you enjoy more, uh, producing, reporting, or
1: anchoring? I think I know the answer, but I don't like producing. No? I like that I understand it mm-hmm. because. <sighs> producing takes talent you have to understand what's going on what could potentially go wrong and you have to be able to steer and critical think it it really does take talent Mm -hmm. and i think that they don't get enough um recognition for that however reporting what i like about reporting is uh, connecting with the community i never want to stop reporting because i want to go out and I like to meet people. I like to play basketball with the kids, mm-hmm. play football with them, and have them actually see me in person mm-hmm. and know that this is really who I am. Not There ain't no front When I'm on TV and then I step off air, this is the same person. You're going to get the same person if you meet me in any part of Memphis, if you run into me in the store. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about reporting. So I think reporting has to be my favorite. But with anchoring, they see you a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so you get to use that platform to reach more people. Mm-hmm and I'm all about a platform because you might tune in just because you think I'm on TV, but you'll stay for whatever message I'm trying to get to you. Exactly. And that message is always going to be positivity and something you can grow from.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Remember I told you, I said, when you started, I was like, I like her,
0: but you know what? You were giving me, I think a different perspective on the story. Cause you know, I, I love the news. I'm, I'm a news person. And there are certain reporters that will just give you facts and, Maybe a little fluff, but you have so many different, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Layers. Layers. <laughs> so you have layers, honey. <laughs> now, what's been some of your most memorable stories you've covered in Memphis? The
1: Severson Fire. Yeah. That one I will never forget. Mm. I remember going inside and um, praying with the family like after everything happened. And you don't realize you're actually at the place where something so tragic to this whole family literally wiped out. They will never mm-hmm. be the same. You know, to walk back in that place, even if it's not your family, it hurts. I know. So, I think that as a reporter, people don't realize we take a lot of that home with us. And people think, "Oh, y'all, y'all are after a story." That's not true. A lot of times, we have dreams about this stuff. We think about this stuff. It's on our heart, and it weighs on us too. Even with Layla Washington, I love Layla's mother, Leslie, and I just wish someone would say something. Today, actually, is one year since she died. Mm. Nothing, no tips, no nothing. Mm. You know, that was a two-year-old child. That is awful. But those types of stories, no matter how time goes on, you will never forget them. You will never forget showing up or seeing, like I was there that night um, at the fire station where the mom originally brought Layla after everything happened. You know, they tried to save her Mm -hmm. and you'll never forget moments like that. Mm -hmm. Just being a part of it or just hearing a mother cry or Mm -hmm. seeing her Mm -hmm. distress. Mm -hmm. You'll never forget just the heartbreak that they felt that you felt bad because you can, you can empathize with the person, but you can never say that you completely understand. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm. especially
1: a mom wow now has there ever been
0: a time and probably in this situation with this story that you had to really pull yourself together before the camera went on
1: I've cried with um people that I've interviewed before Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's a problem with that because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's good for them to see that you're human Mm -hmm. I think that that's when they realize that they can open up to you more Mm mm-hmm and I usually have about five minutes to pull myself together before a live shot or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm used to that. I had my, uh, one of my my great grandmother. she actually passed away right before one of my live shots. So mm. I know what it feels like to have to, okay, get it pull it together, Showtime. get through the show, mm-hmm. and then you can address that feeling. And so that's how I try to, you know, make sure, okay, one thing at a time, one moment at a time, and then you go from there. hmm
0: now, has there been a story that maybe, um, I guess your producer sent you on that you got there, got everything together, you really did not want to report on, like for whatever reason?
1: I tell them, you do, you do? they <laughs> absolutely my, <laughs> my new, they kind of tease me because I always, <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I always try to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and if something just doesn't sit well with me, I just will not do it. And I'll tell them this is why I'm not doing it because I don't feel comfortable and I don't agree with that. And I think that it's dishonest or mm-hmm. I think that this is not balanced or so I that think happens. it happens from time to time. And some reporters will go with it, but they know that I'm more so I'm not. So, no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's and I'm also the type of reporter that I'll sometimes give someone a chance. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll
1: give you a warning shot. Even I think I did a story with the city like a week ago. And I went out there. Let me tell you about this story. So I go out there. (laughs) And it was a city event that was put on. And there's a baby that, you know, a six-year-old was taking care of. It's her little sister, which really broke my heart that some mom was at work and left the six-year-old to take care of the one-year-old. No. And they're in the park. The one-year-old bumps her head, so I am gra- I grabbed her, you know, to try to calm her down, stop her from crying. I ended up putting her to sleep, and then I had to get mm. her sister to take her home because oh, nice. I wasn't going to leave the baby on a park bench. Mm. Stuff like that. So oh, I reached wow. out to the city and told them this is what happened, and I could have recorded all of this mm-hmm. because this was at a event. <laughs> mm. And I let them know that instead of actually reporting on it. There was several... You know, kids kind of running across the street and unsupervised. And the people that were paid to actually do a job, they weren't doing it. Mm. But a lot of reporters would have put them on front street. But Mm. I felt like it wasn't their fault that the employees maybe weren't doing their job.
0: Interesting. So you see a little bit of everything. I try to be fair. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, I know that you had a very interesting day today. Today was... (laughs) Kardashian Day in Memphis.
1: Oh, it was Kardashian craze in Kardashian Memphis. Just crazy. I cray. saw the
0: story. It hit. I actually woke up, p- looked at my phone, and saw somebody posted. I said,
1: what? Kim going to be in town? Yeah, we got the news last night, and I reached out to Alice Johnson's attorney, and he said they signed a n- nondisclosure. And mm-hmm. so they could, well, at least someone sticks to their NDA, right? Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 So um They said uh, they couldn't tell us. They would love to tell us where it was going on. But um, they were doing an interview for the Today Show with Hoda. Mm -hmm. And that's all that they could tell us. That's it. So that's not a lot to work with, right? No. (laughs) My station is calling me. They're like, figure it out. You need to figure out, you know, you got some contacts with the family. You need to call them. You need to get somebody to tell you.
0: You got the (sighs) shoes.
1: You found out too. (laughs) So uh, that was a wild goose chase, though. So we go to the airport. We get kicked off. You know, there's the airport. What is it called? Where, the separate hangar. Where they actually yeah. fly in the private jets yeah. and everything. You know what's tough is that she's had her private jet so she could go and come as she wished. Like, right. it wasn't like we had to wait for the flight to come in. Because sometimes right. you can track it based, oh, she's flying American. So No,
0: you couldn't do that with the Kardashian. No.
1: So we couldn't really trace her. So we waited a little bit. They said she was going to get here midday. So we waited till, like, I think it was, like, 12, and then we left And to find out she landed at 1. Almost had her. She landed at (laughs) 1. Other stations had, like, multiple people out there, but Mm -hmm. we didn't pull that many people to go work on this story. We just did one reporter to be on Kim Patrol. Mm -hmm. So, I like that. (laughs) Kim Kim Patrol. Patrol. Kim K Patrol. So then we get back. To where were we headed? We go downtown and we're like asking people, "Where do you think Kim is going to go? Have you seen you just her? Know Have you spotted her?" Exactly. Like, where would you go if you came to Memphis? You're mm-hmm. going to go to maybe Central Barbecue Rendezvous or Bill Street. Where, where else can you go? Civil Rights Museum. I thought she might go to the Civil Rights Museum, right. but we're definitely going to run into her in these parts. Probably not Collierville. She doesn't know much about that. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the only. Maybe Graceland. Yeah, like <laughs> you know. And then we get the call. She just landed. She's headed to South Haven. And that
0: was the last probably thing you would expect.
1: South Haven, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. she's not even going to get a good feel for Memphis if she's in South Haven. I feel like home. Exactly. So she's probably like, oh, this is a very country mm-hmm. area. I, w- I don't think that she got the best view right. just from that. You know, so. it's not <laughs>
0: Calabasas, but you know. You know. <laughs>
1: calabasas is nice though i actually studied for a while in california so um yeah at cal state northridge
0: oh
1: remember i told you about that grinding i was doing in college so yes yes. (laughs) i was the first person to do our national student exchange Mm -hmm. and when i got ready to come back they knew not to put me back in the system so i was like wait y'all ain't never sent nobody else Mm. (laughs) but we went to i went to cal state northridge and i studied at um well, I did my internship at KTLA in sports. So I covered Pac-12, back then Pac-10. I covered Lakers. I was courtside. That's when Kobe. Oh, I bet that
0: was fun. It
1: was. But Kobe was kind of rude. Like he stepped on my toe and just stood there for a few interviews. What? Yeah. He's, you know, he's taller than me. So he probably didn't. Like, he's way taller than He probably than didn't you. see me there, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, but wow. um, Shan Brown was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar Odom was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who changed his name is like something. Um, peace, world, meta, world, peace meta meta world, world peace, metal world peace. Yes, he's you know
0: something's a little different about him. He's off. <laughs> Maybe when he changed his name, he something. But went he wrong was there.
1: nice, and mm-hmm. I think I asked him a question. And he felt kind of victimized by it, and I felt bad. because, like, Oh no, he he doesn't mean any. I don't want to hurt you. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so, Dang,
1: like that. But we had we had, um, fun at Cal State Northridge. And uh, so I studied there. And they smoke a lot of hookah out there. That's in Cali when it was a big and thing. back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then some. Yes, my roommates. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I didn't know you were in Cali. I didn't know yep, that. So
0: yep. that Calabasas bubble, people like to put Kanye in. I
1: mean, do you think that's
0: really true? Is Kanye? it like
1: nowhere else? It is. It's really off. It looks like it's off to another side by itself, though. So I mean, yeah, it is in All a bubble. Wealthy people. It's right? yeah. It's a wealthy bubble. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kanye belongs there now.
0: Yes, he yeah, does. He, yes, he's he kind of
1: uh, lost. Lost it a bit. Mm-hmm. But I have to commend Kim. If for nothing else, she has stood by her man. Yes. And I listened to his album, and I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but I liked his album.
0: I, I liked a few tracks out
1: there as well. I felt like it was transparent, and I do think he's a little nuts, mm-hmm. and uh, I do think he needs a black woman in his life. Mm-hmm. Not, It doesn't even have to be romantically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I think that he just needs that because when you have that, like I call my guy best friends and I tell them when they're messing up, mm-hmm. and I tell them, what are you doing? And I don't think he has that. Mm-hmm. If he had that, when he went on these shows, talking the way they oh, Hello mm-hmm. uh uh-uh, uh no i'm going to need you to stop talking
0: right now but i don't <laughs> know this in his song on uh, on the album you know uh the one wouldn't leave that's what he talks about how kim was on his ass about it about you know these remarks he was making and blah blah After blah After the
1: fact i wouldn't even finish the <laughs> Let me tell you had he had a black woman he wouldn't have made that comment would your friend have <laughs> finished the interview <laughs> or would the phone be it up? Right. And that's just the truth. I think that influence, she, she's she been supportive. Very. And she stayed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I wish that there was more. His mom mm-hmm. was his everything. And I think once he lost that, yeah, that black woman, him. I think that that's when he kind of just went left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so today... I was wondering, was he going to be in
0: town, though? I I knew Kanye wasn't coming to Memphis. You know, I think he's still kind of reeling off of his uh, numbers from his album right now because that's what he's been doing. He's been doing a lot of tweeting about his uh, number one album and his new Kanye Yeezy season. That is so ugly to me, girl. It looks like just tight. Homeless? Just homeless. (laughs) It looks like... Very homely. Ugly colors. I don't know what Ye doing, but I knew he wasn't coming. I mean, were you expecting to have an interview today with Kim? Is that Was that
1: the goal today to get a convo with Kim? I, I approached it very open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know if I was going to find her. Mm-hmm. When we were sitting in the meeting... Everybody said, no, it's not a story. It is a story. No, it's not a story. Yes, and then they said, well, we're going to send you regardless. So I was planning for, even if I never caught up with her, I was checking Instagram, her mm-hmm. Snapchat. I was checking her sister's Snapchats and Instagrams mm-hmm. and Facebooks. And I was searching it. And I put up a post on Facebook and Instagram. And I I did a Facebook Live. I was like, okay, was none of this finds her, that I don't know. She is just, where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. So when you got the phone call of the location, was there like a
0: really good, good insider? Was it the Alice Johnson people that
1: told you or they finally figured it out? They did not tell us. We got a tip.
0: At NDA, baby.
1: We did get (laughs) They stayed true. We did get a tip with the address. Um, We went there and in the car, I was just thinking like, I don't even know if this trip, this tip is going to be correct. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, well, what am I going to do? What's my plan after this? So pull up and it's definitely the place because there's like 20 cars. Mm -hmm. There's a satellite truck. You can see the tour bus. Uh, It's probably, you know, Hoda's dressing room. You know how they Mm do. So we're there and we're the second station to get there. At that point, there were like a lot of people hadn't showed up. Mm -hmm. So then everybody else came Mm -hmm. after that. But we waited like two or three hours after for her to even come back out. And she had already been in the house for an hour when we pulled up.
0: Mm, So she didn't say anything. No. Nothing. She just...
1: Nothing. She just walked out. I mean... You have to meet Alice Johnson. She is the sweetest lady. So I, I know that Kim loved her. And I'm sure Kim was just focused on why she was there. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice if she could have. Yeah, I'm from the country. Just mm-hmm. throw up your hand. Something. I mean, you always <laughs> talking to paparazzi. Talk to the, you know, hometown.
0: And we couldn't even people. get
1: that close because of the driveway being so far out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the private property. You they can use the road. They did all That's of a, that. Yeah. So they found a family member's home that was... You know, kind of secluded. Mm. A lot of people. South Haven is perfect, though, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, but the good news is you met Hoda. Hoda, yes. She friendly. Like, okay, she's exactly <laughs> how I thought she would be. And that that made my heart smile because sometimes you meet people who are like, I'm about to say famous people, but people who are on TV and you expect them to be stuck up or they're just, they disappoint you because they're not what you thought they would be. Right. That's a lot of time. why I don't like to meet people that I really love because I'm like, not oh, no, they're not going to be what I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she was. She was down to earth. She waved at everyone. She smiled. She spoke to everyone. She said Kim was coming right out. She just seemed just as bubbly as she does and on the show. to be her
0: personality like I, in I, real life.
1: That made me feel good that she is so true to herself. I mean, I've met some people where they just, it's not the same. And I don't know, maybe you catch them on a bad day. I, I remember running into Carmelo in Hooters mm-hmm. <laughs> a few months ago out here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he didn't speak to anybody really. I don't know if he was focused on his wings. That was after they lost, I think. Or, or maybe that's why. But, you know, so you just never know if you catch them on a bad day or mm-hmm. it's just one of those days or if that's their real real personality. You never yeah. know. But for me, I always try to be pretty even-kill because mm-hmm. even if I'm having a bad day, people will remember that. Yeah. They mm-hmm. won't remember, like, they won't take it as, oh, she's just having a bad day when she met me. They're mm-hmm. going to think that's her personality, and I don't really care for her.
0: <laughs> now, Troy, how long are we going to have you here in Memphis? What are your What are your long-term goals with media, and are you going to stay in Memphis? Well, Memphis is my home for now. Okay, I get you for it's now. It's <laughs> definitely my home for now.
1: I love Memphis, and Memphis will always hold a special place in my heart, but I guess you just never know what the future holds, because I do feel like there are some opportunities Mm -hmm. that would be great for me. And, you know, they may be outside of Memphis. And I think that's okay to spread your wings. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: I think think those that support you will always support going where the opportunity is. But for right now, Mm -hmm. Memphis is still my home and will remain my home until... Who knows? Oh, <laughs> podcast listeners, I, I feel something coming. I feel them <laughs> wings might be
0: flying away So We're going to see. Now, let's talk about your glam for the news, because I know a lot of people probably want to know, what is your glam regimen? Like, do you do your own makeup? Do you have an artist? How does that work in news?
1: Well, in news, we do our own makeup in most markets. So... Uh, Funny thing is people always ask me about my eyebrows. So it took a lot of time to get so these. So you do,
0: you do your own eyebrows. I do your own eyebrows. They on point
1: so, honey. Thank you. The mayor in Shreveport, like, everybody <laughs> always asks me, like, can you teach me how to do your eyebrows? And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there was a lot of years where they looked horrible. And, you know, I had to put in my bad years to get to my good eyebrow years. Definitely. <laughs> you got to put their work in. Stay grinding. But um, makeup, okay, like, for on-air My agent is always on me about my eyes because she says I have like really um, eyes that really stand out. So I always try to emphasize my eyes the most. Um, As far as that, you know, eyelashes usually. Um, Sometimes I try to give my eyes a break. I don't have any eyelashes on right now. But usually eyelashes and anything to just bring out my eyes and just make those pop. Because I feel like people look at your eyes and they really trust you. And if you have pretty eyes, you want to accentuate that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also um, when it comes to lipstick... I love, I feel like I wear like the same colors. I don't really do pinks, mm-hmm. more like red or burgundy. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the look. Like I feel like my after work look is a lot different from my at work look. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to love or, you know, a day party, then I might do more of a matte lipstick because I want it to stay on all day. But I don't think matte looks as great on television. Mm-hmm. And then you want to do your makeup. So I use Fenty foundation. Okay, Fenty. Fenty. Fenty, do you let me love try. it? Do you love it? Feel, it feels—it just like it just feels like silk on my skin. Like it just goes on. Oh. What color do you have? What is it? I don't color? have. I don't have. I don't know. You know, the everybody's color off. like
0: 50, one forty-five, and
1: I don't even know my color offhand. Uh-huh. But um, it's perfect. Uh-huh. I'll tell you that it is. it is. <laughs> it looks good. So um, a lot of times you get those colors. I think I wa- I liked remarkable for a while, uh-huh. and but the color never perfectly matched. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But Fenty, it just it matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she did or who she tested out to get right our folks. colors. She but right she folks. got the right colors. Yes, it looks good. Um and this is after standing outside all day and sweating. So Look, And it looks perfect. Like I'm gonna me some Fenty. Fenty, I I I love Fenty. Um what else? Now, off work, I don't wear makeup off mm-hmm. like when I'm off work. If I'm traveling, yes, but if I'm off work, you're going to catch me, like, in a skull cap or, like, a hat.
0: Mm-hmm. Very nice. And Nike
1: stuff. That's, <laughs> natural. you know. But the reason for that is, um, you know, Markova Reed? Mm-hmm. Markova, she, um, great, great friend, mentor of mine. She um, kind of explained to me, she said, if you take care of your skin, you don't have to wear much makeup. Yes, true. And, You know, I I attribute that to that, to me being lazy, that I don't want to wear a lot of makeup. So I'm like, let me wash my face. Let me do these masks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I try to make sure that I do a mask like once a week, Mm -hmm. if not twice a week. Especially because you're out in the sun Mm -hmm. and during the summer, like during the winter, like it's, you know, you're drying out, you're getting oily. And that's a lot of damage on your skin. So you want to make sure you take care of your skin. I think a lot of people try to put makeup over stuff. Mm -hmm. And you want to focus on like skincare mm-hmm. more than anything else because if you focus on your skincare, then you can get away with wearing less makeup and yeah. you won't have to cake anything on. Yes, because I see a lot of clowns
0: out there, honey, <laughs> but you got a more natural, you know, glow about your makeup going on. Okay, Fenty Beauty. I'm going <laughs> to give me some of that Fenty Beauty. Now, let's talk about some of the projects you have outside of the news. I know you do a lot of work in the community. Um, nonprofit wise, tell us about some of those.
1: I know for a minute you were like, "Does she do every career day that they look, offer?" Look, <laughs> I was like, I all love of them. A
0: career day, girl. <laughs> I love.
1: I do too, especially with the kids, because you know, I love letting the kids hold the mic mm-hmm. because I feel like if you can hold it in your hand, then you can feel like it's possible. So I want them to feel this, hold this mic, take my job, please. Mm-hmm. In twenty years, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. But um, otherwise projects. I'm working on a Juneteenth festival right now, and it's really stressing me out, honestly. But, okay, so let me tell you what happened. So my mother calls me up. She says, hey, I know you do your back-to-school bash. You give away the food and everything to the community, and it's a family fun day in the park, like water slides, Mm -hmm. um, hamburgers, hot dogs, and I give away the school supplies, and You know, I kind of spearheaded, but my family is a part of it as well because I'm always away. I'm never just in the city with them. So I got to have people on the ground. And Mm -hmm. my family has been great helping me do that throughout the years. So I usually do that. That's one isolated event, right? That's not (laughs) a whole festival. Right. So she says, well, the Juneteenth Festival is it's canceled this year. Mm. The devastation for Harvey, you know, they haven't recovered. I'm sure in Beaumont they yeah. have some issues with that as well. They haven't recovered, so you need to – I think that you should put this on. My mama is great for talking me up to something. She, she put me up to this. She said, I think you can do it. got to take over, Troy. Exactly. So I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do it. So oh, <laughs> she got me gassed it. up. And I didn't realize that I had so much to do at work because I work like sometimes 12 hour days, six mm-hmm. days a week. Wow. She put me up to this. And here I am. I'm doing a on Friday. I have a talent show. Um, I don't know if you watch Mur- Murder Chose Me. Yes. yes. Rod Demery. Yeah. Close friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> OK. So he's a really great friend of mine. I was on his show I was on the last season of that show, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked on some of those um, some of the cases mm-hmm. from that show while on Shreveport he's one of the judges for me on my talent show he's coming out to El Campo little El Campo he's coming down and um I have four judges I think for the talent show um we got the venue it's a great venue and we're doing that that night and then all of that's going to go to scholarships because I'm giving away three I believe this year mm-hmm. so I went that's up awesome. all the way for like all the way around <laughs> that's good Troy so you're kind of um, like delegating from afar but I mean it's taking a lot of time I understand I understand that's a big thing. it's event. tough and I mean you have volunteers and everything but you have to realize they're volunteers so yeah. you want some things done you got to try to do it yourself um that and then in the park we're doing a parade mm-hmm. so I had to call the fire station you know you're gonna have a fire truck y'all need to line up here yeah Mm -hmm. and then we have the stuff in the park so we have you know i have to go get the meat and everything and make Mm -hmm. sure we get it grilled up (laughs) and you know we have some sponsors like coca-cola and you know i'm picking up the car from the dealership they're letting me they're loaning me a car Mm -hmm. for the talent show for the parade that's awesome i have an after party
2: that night a (laughs) A barbecue (laughs)
1: cook-off And then we're doing a bone marrow drive as well. I don't know. Um, you're familiar with, like, the blood disease? and yeah. Okay, so the bone marrow, I got really involved in that because I did a story with a kid who um, passed away. No, he never found a match. I got registered. I was trying to be the match. I wanted other people to be the match. I did bone marrow drives. And so now my cousin has leukemia, and they're looking for a match. So... I'm bringing the bone marrow drive to inform the people from my hometown and my home county and hopefully get some of them registered so we can help him Mm -hmm. and, you know, raise awareness because we only make up, African-Americans make up 8% Mm.
2: of
1: of that registry. So a lot of people don't know about that. But yeah, so a lot of things going on. Then my childhood friend who was my prom date, he passed away due to gun violence. Oh, no. So uh, I'm doing a scholarship in honor of him, in memory of him. So um, he was really crazy about football. Want to make sure that we honor him. That is so tough. that's what I'm working on. Girl, that's a full like that's a full weekend. That's a full, full-fledged full day or weekend. Day. And after I finish, there are going to be drinks involved.
0: I know it is. <laughs> I might come to El Campo, hang out with you, help you out a little bit. If, if I can get away from the family, honey, I might come and help you out. But, um, that is awesome that you're going back home and giving back, cause you know, a lot of us get to a certain level, you're just still trying to attain, 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 and kind of forget about home. So that's good.
1: No, my mom, your mama <laughs> not doesn't gonna let, let you me. Your
0: mama is not gonna let you do that. So, I think that's awesome. you're doing these projects outside of your your work. so your your work, life balance, how is
1: that? I know, are you single? Yeah, I'm single. Are you ready to mingle? <laughs> I am. That was a little wave voice. You remember that? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so you, say, so have you been mingling with these Memphis men? What's going on with your dating life, honey?
1: Have I been mingling? Okay, so I tried this dating app. Um, I'm trying to so remember the name. You do the, do the apps? <laughs> oh, you do the apps. I don't have a lot of time, girl. I have coworkers who do the apps, and
0: and and, it's and, and they Bumble. literally come over there swiping up, showing me. I've chicks, never tried Tinder. Like,
1: because I feel like Tinder is more of a hookup app. See, okay. I don't want the hookups. Okay. I heard um, these apps can't be quite hookup. Bitch. See, that's but I feel like Bumble is more Bumble. I haven't heard you're, of Bumble. On Bumble, the you know, it's the lady. It's I get to choose. Okay, so it's my choice, lady's choice. Oh, Bumble. Um, so if I like you, then I get to make the first move. Oh, and if you've matched with me, then there we so go. That's I met, like different. I met one guy on there, and um, he, you know. It, it, it's fun, it's like casual dating, but um, I met him, and um, I mean, I've known him for like a year now. Okay. So, so y- y'all friends? Yeah, we're, we're friends. We meet up every now and again for a date, you know, here and there. He's really busy, too, so it works out. So, with your busy lifestyle, it's probably kind of hard to date. It is, and it's going to take someone who's understanding and supports my dreams and my vision, mm-hmm. and I think that's out there. Um. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's all in timing. Mm -hmm. But, um, like I said, I got my apps. I I actually deleted the app right now, so Mm -hmm. I'm not on there right now, but.
0: Okay. So you taking it slow.
1: Well, you you know, you have to. Anything worth taking is worth doing it the right way, right? Yes, that's true. I want you to take it slow. And this generation, you know, it moves so quick. And everybody wants to impress everybody on social media and the gram. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. they do it for the gram. And I mean, I want whatever relationship I'm in and whatever, I want it to be real, Mm -hmm. you know, and last the test of time.
0: Yeah. We kind of talked earlier about relationships. I know you had a big heartbreak in your mm-hmm. life. So, you know, that kind of maybe changed your outlook on, <laughs> on dating and men. Tell us about that relationship.
1: Well, I never gave up on love and actually his mom wrote me a letter and um, she said, you know, just never give up on love and never change and, you know, keeping you and, you know, the motherly advice, Yes, yes, <laughs> which yes, was great it. coming from her because you don't expect someone to say that when it is their son, mm-hmm. but she did. Now, I mean, it taught me to pay attention. I think we overlook a lot. You know, I I was cheated on a lot in that relationship. A lot. (laughs) At least, like, four that we know of. And you forgave. I forgave him the first time, the last... One, I got to count it up because, you know, I forget. But Mm -hmm. one, two, three, I was in love. love. I could tell. You hear me? Mm -hmm. We all go through it. Yes. (laughs) That, you know, that love that kind of makes you dumb. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize it and you say, what was I thinking? Yeah. But, you know, I will always have love for him. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a love in You know, now that I can't be with you because you don't, you're reckless and you don't know how to love me the correct way, Mm -hmm. but I have love for you and I wish you well, but I don't think I deserve to go through that. And I used to sit there and wonder like, why would would anybody, my worst enemy wouldn't do these things to me? And (laughs) And you're supposed to be, yeah. And he was the first, you know, in college, I didn't date anybody. Mm -hmm. So this was like my first real relationship. I thought this was gonna be it this is the one and all of that turned out to be completely wrong he wasn't even who I thought he was mm. um, but I've become great friends with some of the women that he was involved with of course they didn't know about me that was that was why but right. <laughs> but I mean really close with them and you know the children that came out of that and when I look back I went through some heartbreak but Those children wouldn't have been here. Mm -hmm. So if I had to uh, go through that heartbreak for all of that to happen and that purpose to be fulfilled, Mm -hmm. then I'm okay with that because Ah. it's for the greater good. And I think a lot of people don't look at things um, from that perspective a lot. But you don't ever let anything make you bitter. Makes you better. It always should make you better well you seem
0: just fine and you seem like oh, I'm better I'm living my best life you You know let me tell you You let me tell you on the
1: weekend by yourself exactly on the rooftop oh my downtown. um (laughs) it was funny because his sister she'll call me to apologize Mm mm-hmm Uh, This was like a few months ago. She said, I'm so sorry my brother took away some of your best life. I said, oh, no, your brother just take none of my best life. I'm living my best life, honey. I don't know. I don't know what you thought. So, no. So, I mean, no, she meant well. But my thing is, like, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for that heartbreak. Sometimes you get your heart broken and you heal better. Mm-hmm. So I'm stronger than that type of shit will never fly oh, again. For <laughs> why Yes, honey, I feel you with that though, because I've you been learned, there, done you that. You have to put your foot down. You can still Definitely. be sweet, yeah, but you got to let people know how they're gonna treat you, right. and you have to let them know by what you allow. And that's what I learned from mm-hmm. that. And I, I can guarantee, mm-hmm. now another person will get by with as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Not even if I love you, because I love myself more. Yes. And it's not a matter of, like, what you need. It's right. a matter of what I need. And, then and if you're not giving me that as a person. Bye-bye. And, you know, what? we have to really go
0: through some things to really learn the very thing that you just said, Troy. So, you know, you are on a journey. And I'm surprised in Canada this past weekend you didn't meet a nice little suitor.
1: I met some people. You did. I met some people. See, podcast...
0: listeners, Troy likes to travel the world. And just this past weekend,
1: what part of Canada, where you in? I was in Toronto. In I
0: was Toronto. looking for Drake. You were looking for Drake? I was looking for Drake. I, I know he got look, a lot look, going on. Look, 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 I know he got a lot going on, but look. you know. Drake would we... do you in too <laughs> now. I don't be looking for him now. That's not the right one. I, I <laughs> did see
1: a picture of him with another big booty girl just today. Was he in Toronto? He was not in Toronto. Okay, so I don't think he was there. I went to his restaurant. It was right across the street from my hotel. <laughs> what is his restaurant um, called? It's called Pick Six. Okay. And it's like Asian fusion. I had a shrimp po' boy, so I didn't do the Asian. But Okay. It was good. I mean, I saw, you know, a lot of young black girls there. So that's, they yeah. probably were all going the the Yeah, they They're looking for great. him too. Like, <laughs> let me get a job here. He going to come one day. But right. it's nice. It's a nice uh, restaurant. It opened like a month ago. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So you was like, I'm about to go to Canada and hang out for the weekend.
1: And you just up and went. Yeah. Do you do that often? Yeah. I'll get in the car and just drive. You know, I'm just go. I'm not going to sit here. Again. And I think that you have to be that independent. Like you have to be that, you have to be that just in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. Ndiari has that song. I'm having a private yeah. party. Yeah. yeah, that's like one of my favorite songs. So sometimes you gotta celebrate yourself. And I feel like I had a lot. You know, there was so much there were so many good things happening for me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, being on the desk twice. And the next day I had to be on the desk at 6 a.m. So Mm -hmm. I came back straight off the plane and had to wake up at like three in the morning. But you know what? It was great because I was treating myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and sometimes buy flowers for yourself. Take yourself on a date. That's what I did all the time in Toronto.
0: So this is like a celebratory type vacay and do when you go out of town do you feel like refreshed when you come back i have a different mind space when you get
1: back like you look at things differently i do and i think that's why i travel so much Mm -hmm. it's just anytime you get away you meet different people and you see that the world is so much bigger Mm -hmm. than these small problems that you may have in this one space right so if you go over here then you're like you know what Everything I was tripping, I was tripping. That don't even—that's not even that important. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get to see people. When I was in Canada, there was a lot of homeless people, really? and you see them—you see them in Memphis, but it was different. Like there were so many, mm-hmm. and like they're just laying out on the street in the middle of the day, like
0: in very busy areas. Really? Very. So
1: it was almost mm-hmm. like New York in that sense, but it puts things in perspective for you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm staying downtown in a nice hotel and. You know able to travel got a passport you know able to afford to do things or go to a rooftop and look at the cn tower take cool pictures mm. for the gram
0: yes you did you did
1: let me tell you how i took that picture i actually had a photographer while i was in um toronto oh you did yes okay so i was walking and i ran into the world um it's the world naked bike tour i saw your footage from that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, what I was is walking going on towards Kensington
1: Market. Somebody tagged me and what it actually is. It's so that um, you know, when bikers are like turning and stuff, people usually don't pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're doing the naked bike tour. Like it's a thing all across the world. And they're actually naked. They're actually naked. Like like down boobs here, and like full frontal. Like men, women, all shapes, all sizes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So that well, I just I was just walking along my. Ooh, Okay, okay, Toronto. But um, I ran into this guy. He was from... <laughs> okay, girl, let me tell you this. My coworkers all laugh. They always say there's nothing like a Troy story because my life, like, my stories are crazy. And it, But it's real life. What happened, girl? Yeah. So I walk up. First, I see these naked people riding on a bike. They're being escorted by the police. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is legit. This is a real thing. So I look to my left. I'm like, wow. The guy next to me is like, you speak English? I'm like, yes, he speaks nothing but Spanish. Mm-hmm. He's from Puebla, Mexico. Mm.
2: Pueblo, Mexico.
1: <laughs> Pueblo. Yeah. So um he's there traveling by himself. And he's like, you're beautiful. He can't speak much English, mm-hmm. so he can say I'm beautiful. But that's about it, really. Right. He's like, I'll take all the pictures of you. So he walked with me everywhere. That's a t- photographer. He took, yeah, he doesn't. So, bit of a language barrier there. Mm-hmm. But he like went to like the next four stops with me and took pictures of all the graffiti. I got nice. so many beautiful pictures. He had an iPhone ten too. So mm. I was like, he was so like, good, I got good. The- I got the latest phone. I'm going to take all your pictures. That was I was like, oh, a photographer that doesn't even want to hold a conversation, not trying to talk to me. He's just, he's not just, used to that, huh? Right? He wasn't trying to <laughs> holler. He didn't want to go on a date. I took him to Popeye's, though. He, he had was never eaten Popeyes. Popeye's. We're in Canada eating Popeye's, right? Uh, <laughs> that's that, that's what he wanted. Well, here's what happened. It was close. I was hungry. I was like, have you eaten at Popeye's? He was like, no, what's that, Papa? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> so he said, "How are you from Texas?" And you don't speak Spanish, but he said it in broken English. Mm-hmm. I understood. I said, mm, "Look, we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should learn." But we go to Popeyes. He doesn't know what to order. I mean, you help him out. out of all places. I took this man to a chicken spot and in I Toronto. He did. Yeah. But we went a lot of different places. I got a lot of great pictures. And now I can't even keep in touch with him because we don't speak the same language. Y'all not even friends on social media? On Instagram. But, like, I had okay. to um, Google how to say, send me pictures in Niagara mm-hmm. to just talk to him because he speaks Spanish.
0: What's his name?
1: His name is Moses.
0: Moses.
1: Yeah. And he he's a nice guy. It was funny because we went to this rooftop spot. He's taking more pictures of me. Mm-hmm. And he ripped his pants. How did you do that? <laughs> I don't know Mm. but I helped him rig it up so (laughs) you know he had like a little backpack I was like okay put this on right here ain't nobody gonna see nothing you good help Moses on now I I had him I had his bag he had my bag with the pictures a person who gives you a great Instagram picture you gotta look out for that you do you do (laughs) for real for real
0: Moses okay so you had fun in Toronto what are some of the other favorite spots that you visited during your travels
1: I love Turks Turks mm. and Caicos is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I went there for my birthday um, with two of my good friends, one well, my best friend and one of my good friends, Sine. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we got to, okay, so I ran into some more people I know there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> or And some people I didn't know. I met this guy that knew me from when I was on air in Georgia. Wow. And he my world. Move, he happened to move to Turks and Caicos, of all places. Dang, what are you doing out there? Working mm. for one of the hotels. And, um. So his name was Brian. He took us on a tour, showed us to like furthest tip of the island, and we got like great pictures, like of the sunset. Mm-hmm. Like it was an off road thing. We had to pay for this and nothing because we knew him. Mm-hmm. He has a um, he has a home on Turtle Cove, which is another beach. So yeah. then he took us to the beach and had like, uh, we had all kind of float floaty devices mm-hmm. and everything. He brought the drinks and the coolers. Yeah, I had the real deal. Exactly, wow. and. Just because he knew me from working at WALB when I was on air there, my first job. So um, I I love going places and meeting people. I'm very friendly. My mom used to be like, I don't worry about you getting lost because you're going to meet somebody and you'll be fine. She'll be okay.
0: Yeah, you you, you have that uh, personality and you can get people to open up really good. now i know that with you being in the news that's that's all you focus on probably your stories of the day i mean are you interested in news outside of work like when you're off of work are you trying to keep up with what's going on in the news like in society or you know just within pop culture
1: okay let me be honest with you please i actually like the only news that i kind of look at like outside of work because i just need to free my mind i might look at media takeout Mm -hmm. Or shade room, mm. you know, light stuff. A little
0: juicy juice. Yeah,
1: just light stuff <laughs> because I feel like I'm always around heavy stuff. I just want to know, you know, what's what's going on I can with imagine. that. You know, yeah. I I just want the little light stuff and maybe to talk that over with my friends. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm I'm a newsie. I love news. I do it for my research and my investigating. But I like to unplug. Mm-hmm. and just you know what is lebron doing or what what is mm-hmm. his wife doing what they went they got on some nice outfits mm-hmm. you know so
0: you think lebron what team do you think he's going to or do you think he's going to leave the calves are you a
1: big lebron you know, fan i i used to be i used to i used to have all his jerseys actually like really? i had You're his high damn. school jersey his first all-star Shit. jersey okay. i used to wear that like to high my freshman year mm-hmm. they, i was known as the girl in the lebron jerseys but
0: um, <laughs> mm, not anymore
1: no not anymore And I still think I have those jerseys in my closet somewhere but it's hard to tell I know he's really loyal and he wants to stay in mm-hmm. Cleveland but they just keep disappointing him yeah. like I'm still I love that meme where he just walked out Right. like <laughs> that's me walking out of something that doesn't serve you know what Mm -hmm. i don't have time but i think that speaks to every woman who is just like you walking away unbothered from something i'm still living your best life look i'm good love i saw that (laughs) today one of my friends they kept coming up on the caption and i I sent a message to one of my friends because I felt old at that point. Why don't I know about this? Yeah, why and she said, "Saying that," I said, "Hey, what is this?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh, let me send you screenshots from Twitter." Mm-hmm. So, uh, Four J sends it to me, and she's like, "I'm like, this is this is horrible." Mm-hmm. But Future, we know he shouldn't have went out there in the first place. But why was he going to give her fifty five hundred? But she paid five fifty. I I didn't understand that. Why was he supposed to pay her more back? <laughs> Why, Maybe what that's the, what she
0: I don't girl, that whole story is just so odd to me. And that she would even put that out there like that. Girl, you should have kept it. He that said, story. I'm good, love, enjoy. Good, like love.
1: but honestly, when you think about it, that was a nice way to say it.
0: That was a perfect way. He it's like he's probably dealt with situations like this before though.
1: He was just like, I'm good, love, like, am I gonna see you at all? I'm good, love, enjoy Do your thing. Like, it was, it was short. It was simple. Yeah, it sounded like he was expecting a little bit more than she was willing to break off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he could have been. He wasn't rude or disrespectful to her. He was not at all. I mean, he may have been kind of dry. He short. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone
0: is using that as their caption now. I'm good, love. But we know I what need, it means. We know what I it I need mean.
1: the perfect... Uh, reason to say that but I haven't come across it yet you might come across
0: it You might. Come <laughs> I'm good love this. and joy right right now I know you don't want to talk about the heavy stuff I, 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 <laughs> I hate to bring it up but you know with you being in the news you know I'm a news junkie Uh, I guess like it's kind of really kind of been slow a slow news week but the biggest thing is Donald Trump having the summit with Kim Jong-un in Singapore and I just really want your honest opinion of it because it looks to me like it was a big photo op. And it to me, I know the, I guess the principle of the meeting is to show that they were trying to move towards something, get the nuclear weapons on out of here, blah, blah, blah. But like the next day, which is today, I don't see much that was really determined from the meeting. Like, what did the U.S. get in return and what did Kim Jong Un get cuz to me Kim Jong Un got all the the glory <laughs> as far as uh, a US president finally wants to meet with me look at me you know what i'm saying
1: okay so i'm at <laughs> you know <laughs> in the past trump has been kind of childish and mm-hmm. immature when it comes to twitter and things like that so for me i'm just glad to see him interacting mm-hmm. with others and trying to have these meetings and mm-hmm. have the tough discussions about the nuclear weapons because I thought he was gonna get us all blown up.
0: Girl, you for the
1: longest. Right. So I'm like, okay, he's circling back around and trying to be an adult. Mm-hmm. So I personally I don't know what he has up his sleeve, but it seems like I hate to say it, I see it seems like <laughs> <laughs> he's doing some things better than he started. Mm-hmm. And that and that is what it is. Like I mm-hmm. feel like we'll have to wait to see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. But having that talk mm-hmm. at least that I was know unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, because he like canceled it at first and then like mm-hmm. they now they're talking and mm-hmm. I think and you know, remember with Twitter, like there was a whole back and forth a few months ago between mm-hmm. them and I, I really thought, Ooh, he's gonna make a mess. So we were all
0: scared <laughs> and shaken, like the button was right there, like he's gonna press it.
1: And he circled back around, and he's trying. So, so that's trying a good thing. is mm-hmm. a step.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's trying.
1: Effort. <laughs> can we? Can we? <laughs> I think you know. I think everyone. He came in and he put a bad taste in some people's mouths. Mm-hmm. But think about. I mean, it, it seems like he might be trying to like mm-hmm. remove some of that, even with I Alice Johnson. So. Um, You know, I don't know what his motive is or his intentions or Mm -hmm. if they're good or pure, but Mm
0: -hmm. there's progress. We'll see. It is definitely progress. It was something different. So I'm just kind of
1: trying to see. I I miss 44, though.
0: Look, you miss 44. We all miss 44.
1: Did you see the Saturday Night Live where they did the spoof where they were like singing about missing 44? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Have you ever met him before? No, he's the one I wanted to meet, though. I met governors. I met, like, President Clinton and, mm-hmm. you know. How was Asper- Clinton?
0: How was the OB? Oh,
1: he's a great speaker. Okay. That man can speak. Oh, he definitely um, can do good. I wonder what Clinton would have been like as president, though. Mm-hmm. I really do wonder that. Hillary? But I do yeah. think that, um, yeah, Hillary, his wife. Mm-hmm. I really do think that he, people like to say that it was her while he was in office that was driving everything but I I think it was a lot of him I think that he made the decisions himself and people loved him I felt like before Obama he could do no wrong and I think when Obama came into office people would beg to differ but Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like Obama did a lot of good now the interesting thing that has been coming up though with Alice Johnson you know Obama um he never. Yeah, he pardon. never actually gave her a pardon and then Trump came and did it. So yeah, But
0: they said something about that it was recommended. It, it was not he recommended didn't get to by it. the prosecutors or something
1: like that. He didn't get to it by the time he left office. Now, I remember that's what um her family Said they thought that he would do it, mm-hmm. and it ended up being Trump. They they yes. didn't expect that. <laughs> I know they didn't.
0: And and Alice Johnson had so many nice things to say about Trump, and you could really tell that she was speaking from the heart. And I know she because he did it. something
1: good for her. Yeah, like, I mean, think about it. Even if you know, say someone was like, "Troy's the worst person alive," but then I let you, <laughs> I do something good for yeah. you. Be like, okay, well, forget what you saying. You know, she noticed. Know
0: she noticed. She know this man got her pardoned. And that was so messed up all the time that
1: she got anyway for the, well, one time, first
0: time drug offense,
1: first time drug offense, nonviolent. Um, you know, when you really hear a story and learn that she was a mom who just lost her husband, uh, lost her job and was just awesome. looking for a way to survive. She somehow gotten someone, you know how things go in some areas. Someone tells you about some scheme, yeah. and you never really gotten into anything like that but they tell you oh it's okay you're going to be fine you I won't really touch quit. any of this Yeah, and um, you're still going to be fine but when they went down in this drug ring she went down for life mm. and she hadn't even um, actually been dealing the drugs she was having conversations about you know I, I don't know how all of that process goes but she was interacting with people dealing with that <laughs> And ended up in jail for life, you know, in prison for life. 21 years gone from her life. She missed. When I was in the cell phone store with her, she has not worked a smartphone ever. I bet it was so foreign. She to didn't her. know about Netflix, you know, everything that we're like, oh, Netflix and chill and all that. She didn't know about any of that. Instagram, she saw my timeline. She's like, what's this? Hmm. I showed her that it's trending, you know, her name. She didn't know any of that. She missed out from like what ninety four ninety five to now. Ow. That's a long time. That's when you like moved it, right? So like, yeah. think about all the things that happened in that span. Yeah. And now, let me tell you this though: she looks good yeah. for like have been you know twenty one years. Mm-hmm. She looks great. Yeah, she does. She kept herself up well. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know what that requires because you think like something like that could like wait on you while you yeah. inside.
0: Yeah. And she looks like. You know, like she's not broken. You know, no. some people get out of prison and they're just broken and you got to get them back together. I want to know
1: her secret. Hopefully, I mean, I believe it's probably uh, Faith. She was very uh, well-spoken, polite. Mm-hmm. Um, even today, I was at the car speaking to her. She gave me a hug. She was happy to see it. She waved at everybody when she came out. And um, mm-hmm. when I went over to the car, um, her cousin or whoever was driving her relative was about to pull off. And she said, no, stop. You know, she Mm could have just drove off, Mm -hmm. you know, or she could have not even said that. But she's very polite. Yeah. Um. And she just wants to make sure that everyone is taken care of and good and addressed, and she never turns down anyone for like a picture or speaking to Mm -hmm. them. So, just lovely lady, Mm -hmm. all the way around. Uh, I think that it's it's wonderful to see something like that happen Mm -hmm. because that doesn't happen. There are a lot of Prison reform is just at the beginning, for
0: <laughs> real. You know, very beginning. This is
1: one person mm-hmm. um, in a much bigger issue. I mean, a lot of people mad that it's uh, Kim Kardashian that met with him, and I she had even the resources. Mad about that. But if Kim Kardashian is helping, I mean. Mama we don't knock her for that. For real. I mean, that's a part of
0: the good things. Like you said, you're glad Trump is doing good. I'm glad Kim Kardashian is stepping outside of her, you know, social media bubble and doing something good for somebody. You know, with that we platform. can platform. Yeah.
1: That's what the platform is for, to yeah. do things like that with purpose. So I, I think it's awesome. And, you know, just to see how it all unfolded. I didn't even know she was from Memphis. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was like,
0: what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't that something? That's all that had to happen to get Kim Kardashian here. We couldn't even talk. To <laughs> now I'm going to ask you one last question, Troy. And you know I've thoroughly enjoyed you on the podcast. We just <laughs> been running our mouth. We probably need to go get some drinks later. But uh, anyway, <laughs> if there was one person that you could interview in your career, just have a sit down with and pick their brain, who would it be
1: and why? Gosh, that's an on-the-spot question. Gotcha. I'm trying to think, who do I just... You know, a lot of people think in media, you know, that Oprah... I mean, I love Oprah, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but I love Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like her personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that she was a lot of the uh, administration that we saw with Obama. So I think that she would be at the top of my list right under Obama himself. (laughs) But Michelle first. But Michelle first. Because I just, I think that I want to gain some of her wisdom personally. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it would be great to have a new story with her. But just that wisdom. Michelle, off top. And I'm trying to think who would, for a fun interview, I love Gabrielle Union. I love Tiana Taylor. Mm -hmm. Like her personality. Yeah and um anybody else I'm just dying to do an interview with gosh i think that might be it off the top of my head watch i'm going to go home and think of like the perfect person that's going to it's going wow, to be too late <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you just never know who you're going to get to interview i was I, when i woke up this morning i didn't expect to you know, be chasing Kim Kardashian. And last week, I didn't expect to do anything with Alice. I've been getting some really big stories here yeah, lately. I don't know what's like you gonna come next.
0: Stories, <laughs> the the you know, the most publicized with
1: you know, I'm still looking for the grandma with the kennel.
0: Girl, I saw that story yesterday. So we talking about the lady that had the kennels in the back of the truck with the keys in there. So oh, I Lord. think I might
1: be able to get her. Um Apparently, the kids. Wanted to get in the kennels. So I want to hear it from her. But apparently the kids asked her, can we ride in the kennels, grandmother? But I think I don't know if she's going to want to talk to me because I feel like if she gets on air and she says, well, my grandchildren wanted to do that. I think people, you know, people are harsh and um, people don't understand that. People are going to say, you're the adult. It doesn't matter what the kids want to do. And uh, I I just, I know how mean and cruel people can be. And I think that was the case. You remember the little girl, um, I want to say the nine-year-old. Her mom, um, her mom happens to be like a performer or a rapper and she came home and fell asleep and her daughter um, died. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with that, people, she talked to us for a bit and, you know, people kind of gave her a hard time because yeah. people are judgmental they sit behind their computer screens and they say oh you're a bad person because this isn't th- that th- <laughs> th- th- yeah the trolls but um but you're very objective like you you
0: do you look at, you looking at it from all different angles like an open mind
1: it like if you lose your daughter no matter how you lost her that's still your daughter yeah. and I don't think that is anyone's right to say, say hi and you know think that they can say what you should have done because they never know what they would do if anything happened to them and they're not above accidents or anything like this happening to them and her, going through the court system while trying to you know bury a child and you know have grief
0: yeah
1: that's nobody not- could understand that and we shouldn't make it any harder mm-hmm. Just talking even about mental illness like Kate Spade. Oh wow. Or um
0: Anthony Bourdain.
1: Yeah, just those two and just the mental illness um topic that people are trying to talk about now. And I think it's <laughs> I think it's so crazy how people are talking about it now because they're saying if you see someone struggling, you should just Say offer something. help. Yeah. And I'm just like what? And it usually doesn't work like
0: that. It doesn't. You know,
1: people try so hard to hide it. But I'm glad that they're talking about it. But what you have to understand is a lot of people that are going through depression, those are the people that look the happiest. Remember mm-hmm. Robin Williams? Like, mm-hmm. he was a comedian. Girl, took his life. It hurt my heart. Those are the people, the people who are the light, the people that try to help other people who are always, you know, they don't want anyone else to feel that pain. Mm-hmm. You know, because they know how it feels. So you need to watch out for everybody. And sometimes you can just you can just feel when somebody is something a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that you can do is be supportive, mm-hmm. be helpful, and not judgmental, and not pity them. Mm-hmm. Because people who are depressed or going through anything like that, the last thing they want to feel is that someone is looking down on them or treating them like they're abnormal. Yeah. They want to feel regular they want to feel like everyone else and they just want you to love them back to their self because they are normal and they they're strong and they have a power inside of them that most people wouldn't understand yeah so i I just hope that more people i want i love the awareness keep the awareness a lot of awareness (laughs) awareness. let's change our approach i think our approach can just be I try to be nice to everyone because you just really never know. And that if that's the one thing that you can give them is kindness, then that's the best gift that you can offer. You don't always have to give a hug, but just be nice. Be, be nice kind and be people. genuine. Well, yeah. so
0: you keep being nice to people because you have really come to Memphis and has just opened this town up. And I'm so glad to have finally met you. I'm so glad you were my guest on Verbally Effective episode 23 and if you stay in Memphis, if you don't stay in Memphis, hey, I'm one of your biggest supporters. I'm going to be like, hey, oh, I like I love that it. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her on the news. I said, I like her. I like her. But I oh, wish you nothing but I the love best Memphis. in your career. Thank you. And
1: thank you so much for
0: coming. I've
1: enjoyed it. And give everybody your social media handles. Painfully Perfected. That's P-A-I-N-F-U-L-L-Y. Perfected. Perfect with E-D um and that's go like my facebook page that's troy washington mm-hmm. wreg also on twitter troy w underscore wreg three and if you have a story idea you can email me because i appreciate those tips that's how we keep our news rolling that's yeah. troy.washington at com.
0: look at her with the with the, <laughs> with the with the
1: tv voice thank you
0: so much troy
1: My pleasure.